It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. Yeah, episode 31. We're sitting down quickly on a Friday night. It is so hot. It's so hot. We're going crazy. We might turn on the air conditioning. We might. It's 38 degrees we Celsius. Found our, we found our limit. At Get like out your Googleopedia and convert that. or 97% humidity, depending on which weather you mm-hmm. believe. It's insane. And it just won't rain. It's supposed to be thundering and lightninging right now. Yeah. Lightninging? That'll work. It's not anging no, anything. It's it's no. I it's wish it would anging something. Still, it's still and muggy. Muggy, and, and you can kind of smell the ocean, but it doesn't smell like good ocean. It smells like low <laughs> tide. It's not good. <laughs> I knew she wasn't good. <laughs> okay, today we have two topics. Okay. Does gardening really save money? Yes. And how do I buy a beef or a side of beef? Or a quarter of a beef. Got it. Two big questions. Mm-hmm. Let's go through gardening first. Okay. I'm going to say that every day that you don't start your gardening, it probably costs you more in the grocery store. It does, because we talked about this yesterday, how cultivating a garden is like a multi-year process. Because you're 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 choking out... It's not even like the weeds. It's like the energy that yeah. makes the weeds, because the, the weeds come up. infrastructure, it costs a lot. Mm. Mm-hmm. And to do it properly right away costs more than you'd think. Enormous amounts. Even just bringing in soil or bringing in manure. Mm-hmm. But we don't buy fruits and vegetables from the garden unless it's from flash food and even that is not a whole lot. The grocery store you mean. What did I say? The garden. It's okay. Oh. No, I'm here for you. Uh, it's been so, a week. Listeners. Yeah. We don't buy produce from the grocery store. No, it's insane. It's crap. It's awful. It doesn't have anything good for you anyways, but also I spend if I if I add up all my seed orders and all my little like seed gardeny type things, it costs me less than $200 a year. Yeah. And that's our family's fruit and veggies. Mhm. Other than what I get on flash food, yeah. which is not very often and not very much like maybe it's once rare. a month. Yeah. So yes, it saves you money. Yeah, absolutely. We could just say yes. By yes, a factor of zero, save you money. possibly two zeros. But after year two or year three, it saves you more and more money. It's just yeah. like canning. When you don't have to buy the pressure canner and you don't have to buy the jars, it starts saving you more money. It does. Uh, it depends on how much time you're willing to commit to it and how much food you really need. But if you, there's only like one or two of you, you could easily grow Mm -hmm. like more percentage wise than what we do yeah harvesting and preserving is kind of the most intense you know those moments when you realize either you have enough food or you don't but there's always ways to pivot around that i would warn you against watching instagram gardeners and judging your garden from a content gardener i i feel like i need to cycle back to i have 15 seconds oh okay so (laughs) dead air okay there's a difference between people who grow content and people who grow food yeah 
big and your garden if you're growing food for your family is mm-hmm. not going to look like an instagram gardener it's who's gonna look content. awful for the first it couple usually of usually looks awful but we need to talk about our first sponsor of the day which today is the ultimate homesteading planner by the off-grid prep family because that's the first tab that came up for me it is it's great $15.99. There are about eight different cover options now on Amazon. If you go to the Ultimate Homesteading Planner by the Off Grip Prep family and you click on the author, you'll see all your options. I would suggest picking the cover that you don't think is ugly. <laughs> because if you think the cover is ugly, you're not going to leave it on your counter. That's right. And you're not going to use it constantly. We put in a lot of work to these to make them look pretty. Yeah, but if you have something you would like to put on your cover, like a picture of your kids or a picture of your farm, just email it to me and I will upload that and you can have your own custom homesteading planner. Nice. $15.99. All right. So content gardening is different than food gardening. It is. There food. is probably never a time during this the summer season where your garden is going to look absolutely Instagram perfect if you are growing food because you are constantly harvesting Mm -hmm. ripping out replacing there's always an area that's ugly there's always an area that's about to go out there's always Mm -hmm. an area that's under like germination it's not the same and it's not going to look the same and I don't want you to get disappointed if your garden that's growing food for a family of eight doesn't look the same as an Instagrammer's garden. Mm-hmm. It's not going to. It's not realistic. They're they're growing content and followers. They're not growing food. Um, let me think. Can we talk about methyl cyclopropylene? What now? That's the thing that they put on your food in the grocery store so that you can buy apples in June. Yeah, but they're still bad. They're also still disappointing. So that doesn't work. Have you? Has they anybody pick, told them that it doesn't work? Well, it kind of works. People buy it, don't they? No, but they, so, the apples are covered in wax. Okay. That's why they keep. They're, it's not just wax. Is that though. the scientific name for meth- methyl It's Not just wax. They what? treat them with meth- methyl I'm just processing a lot. This is the them. first time you've told me this. Well, you know this about grapes from unorganic. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Fine. It's the same thing. They box them up, they stack them in pallets, and they keep them in cold storage for 9 to 12 months. And then they bring them out. That's a long time. That's a long time. That's what happens with everything. They they pick everything unripe. That's why your tomato, they don't even pick it when there's that that slight blush. Mm -hmm. Like if you have pest problems in your garden, you can pick your tomato when it's just like ever so slightly starting to blush. Yeah, the pests don't need it until it's pretty much ripe. But you can pick it. They pick it before that. That's insane. And then they give it chemicals to keep it from going bad. And then they give it chemicals to make it ripen. And that's that's why they taste like disappointment and sadness. Yeah, definitely. And that's why vegetables give a lot of people tummy aches. I thought it was common knowledge. Apparently it's not. But methylcyclopropylene. That is definitely not common knowledge. If you're not a crunchy mom. Okay. (laughs) Also... Like, they, they keep things under carbon dioxide, right? That's why that a I lot knew. of grape yeah. growers uh, die every year. <laughs> um, it slows the production of ethylene, right? Okay. Okay. But, like, being a vintner mm-hmm. is one of the most hazardous of the agricultural... Oh, yeah. As a vintner, I know all about CO2 emissions yeah, from yeast. <laughs> it's like, bad stuff. 
It, t- but, it smells like ozone and poison at the same time. You back up. But that's what they uh, douse. Okay, we have a very small vineyard. If it gets picked, it gets turned into juice within an hour or two. Immediately, yeah. But if you have a very large vineyard and you're not adverse to using horrific chemicals on things, you like... Which we recently learned, most vineyards... Yeah. They splash on those chemicals like it's like seasoning. Like they want to get as much of it in as possible. Yeah. Somehow. So, anyways, at the very what? least, they're dousing things in carbon dioxide. What was that list of chemicals? How many There's were like on there? There's like 76 chemicals that, that they, they don't can have put to in wine, and they don't have to put it on the label. That's horrific. We <laughs> had wine from a fairly local vineyard. Yeah. A couple Just of years ago. Just because it's cute and small and local, you can't assume no. that it's good. Or and even if it's organic, yeah, you can't so assume that it's good. Yeah, so years ago, almost literally decades ago, mm-hmm. we went to the Okanagan. Mm-hmm. And this is when, this is b- kind of before the whole wine thing started. Yeah. And this is before it anybody... It wasn't trendy. No, it wasn't. This is before yeah. anybody knew Napa Valley wine. Mm-hmm. And there was this taste... In the Okanagan ones, yeah. and the smell. And it sort was of a fruity. Not even the taste, it was like a smell, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it was this fruity, citrusy thing. It just, it was this distinct. Everything tasted like currants. Yeah, mm. and I can't even really describe it, but it was amazing. Uh-huh. And the wines tasted amazing. It was currants and rose bushes. And it all made sense. Yes. Now, the other day, two years ago. Okay, because we're old, so everything the other day is yeah. 20 years ago. Right? Okay. I tried wine from this vineyard down the road-ish, mm-hmm. and that smell came out of the bottle. And you're like, how did you make your wine how did you taste mind like ta- Okanagan wine? But then I tasted it, and it tasted like a dog's butthole. Right, but it, it was smelled. horrible, but it smelled like the Okanagan. Because they're putting... They put in a synthetic version. Yes. They're messing with people's senses. And this is just some small vineyard. But they don't even have to list that. Like, Like, I I had a chance to pick some of the grapes. Yeah. Like, it's a real place. (laughs) And yet, they still use this garbage. (laughs) And I had all these flashbacks. And we can make good wine with just, like, some wild yeast and... Grapes. Grapes. And we use some, you know little like natural additions that we get from the vineyard yeah as preservatives like it doesn't have to be this hard people you know what the best preservative is for wine wine leaves grape leaves yeah we didn't know nobody knows (laughs) how does nobody know this it's just like we use for pickles just put the grape leaves in it oh my god don't wash your grapes because that's where the yeast is that's the white stuff on the grapes is the yeast and then you put the wine leaves in hello that's it anyways Anyways, this is what so happens when the mafia whether controls or not, the... Whether or not it saves you money, yeah. I personally couldn't go back. Mm-mm. But also, I personally couldn't afford to buy produce and fruit at the grocery store, especially not in the quantities that we eat. No, it's oh, Like, we're mostly, like, a protein family. Yeah. But it's, like, protein, vegetables, fruit, mm-hmm. carbs. Like, that's, like, our order of operation. We could never do that at the grocery store no. now, and every single week it's getting worse. So yes, it does save you money, only if you pay attention to it, and only if you start, you know, start smart today and start today. Start today. 
it's cheaper if you buy seeds but even plants aren't that expensive like just do the thing no we we had a bunch of replacement plants yeah. from the hardware store again they this were year fine. we don't we're not princesses know. when when our special fancy princes am i using the right pronoun princesses oh oh isn't that gross Ew. okay i know you put that in a normal conversation you're like what what are you, what are you talking about me? English has pronouns. You're supposed to use the correct one. Apparently, we only leave one space after a period in a oh. sentence now. And that's actually really bothering me. Yeah. Because I, I don't specifically remember that's the English class. That's how you learn how to type, though. Period. Space, space. Period. Space, space. space, space. It's space, in space. your brain. Yeah. <laughs> and now we don't need it? So no, we're do just, we not need pants? No, you know what this is? It's the slippery slope. It is the slippery slope. They push you two millimeters. They mm -hmm. see if you'll go for it. And yeah. then you'll go for the next stupid thing. And mm -hmm. the next stupid thing. And the next stupid thing. Yeah. So I'm still doing the two spaces. I'm going to do it till the day I die. I was doing it intentionally too. Until today I was loading something on... Google, Google ads, ads yeah. and it auto, it gave me the red squiggly line because I left because it wasn't okay. too many spaces. Oh. That was I was like, yeah, I but don't you know who you're dealing with. Choice. Okay. So uh, yeah, internet personalities gardens is not going to look like your garden. Instagram gardening is not real life gardening. Grow the food. Yeah. It will never be cheaper than it is today. Grow some sprouts. Mm-hmm grow a cherry tomato plant upside down on your balcony and don't be sanctimonious where you get your seeds and just plants some. just get them it'll probably be fine nature will sort it out yeah like the they will nature will find a way nature will find a way <laughs> <laughs> moving on beef so you want to buy a cow technically it's not a cow probably <laughs> i guess this could be about pigs too it's probably a steer if you want to get nitpicky about it Mm -hmm. uh, if you're buying a cow, it's probably like some old, worn-out dairy cow, and it's probably not going to be very good. You're buying a beef. Technically, it means some hillbilly like me when I was young uh -huh. participated in what they call a branding. Yes. Where they wrestle the cow down and cut its nuts off. What's What's the alternative? You've got like 50 bulls? Yeah. It's just like us with roosters. Every exactly. time you hatch eggs, you're yeah. like, oh, 50-50. I'm going to tackle this stupid rooster. And this, now, this is the liberal liberal argument for society. Mm. This is society with real men. We should just let them all be bulls and they'll just gore no, our no, no. children and no. make gamey meat. The liberal ar liberal argument uh -huh. is we get rid of the men just oh, like we, we do with animals. Oh, we should all be castrated. Call them. Yes, yes, that's where all this transgenderism yes, comes from. Yes, yes, we should just make weak men. But the only thing about that is the most important factor, is that human men have the ability to reason and say, "Oh, maybe I, don't I want might to cut those off. I, I might no, need those later. I might not charge down that fence. I mm. might actually think about this. Mm. And this is where that whole thing falls down for me. Right. It's like they're treating us like animals, right? But we're not animals, and but we make a terrible crop. A lot frankly. of people are animals. Anyways, I think it's not such a loss as some people don't reproduce, but I don't want it to become a societally accepted thing. Yeah. If you are a meeting family and you're on a budget, I'm sure you've asked yourself, how much does a whole cow cost? First of all, it's probably not a cow, and if you call the butcher or the farmer asking if you can buy a cow, he might charge you more just for asking that. Mm. If you're trying to buy a side of beef mm -hmm. or a whole beef. Yeah. Okay. That's important. It is. It is. You, you've got to talk the lingo yeah. or you're going to pay extra. Yeah. 
when it comes to the beef price per pound we have seen prices anywhere between 289 and 617 a pound that's a hanging weight so for a whole cow that depends on how big sorry the beef for a whole beef mm-hmm. it depends on how big it is right so like if it's a 460 pounder and you're buying the whole beef, that could cost you up to 3,000 bucks. If it's a half, it could cost you between like 1,200 and 1,600. That's what we usually pay. Yep. If it's a quarter, you'll pay a little bit more. It's like 650 to 1,050. Mm-hmm. When you buy a half a beef, you'll get like one side of the beef, like split down the middle like a mirror you don't like get the front end or the back end mm-hmm. and i know that seems stupid to say but like it is sort of no that's good to know yeah that's and important. if you buy a quarter of beef it's sort of chances which parts you're gonna get right because you might get the tenderloin you might not you might get just like rump roast you don't know but we do have to take a quick break if you don't mind sorry let's thank thrive life for their 15 percent off discount plus 25% off this month until they run out. Pineapples, sweet corn, peas, blueberries, peach slices, and what is the other? Broccoli. I still don't understand how they have scaled up freeze drying. And how could they? Because they've narrowed their lines. There's a lot of things that we used to get from Thrive that they don't currently have or that they only have for a couple of days and then they sell out. Even then, just the process. Like, and the like amount of they energy. used to have a wide line of like the snackies and like the the little meals that were more like mountain house meals, but like family size. They don't have those currently right now. It looks like they might bring them back, but still, I don't know how they do it at that price. They might. They must have like insanely low electrical bills. So if you visit offgridprepfamily.com and go to our friends and affiliates page, there's a little link there. For 15% off, it's just for your first order, so make it worth it. Alright, we're talking beef. Mm-hmm. The big question is, what does hanging weight mean? Because it's not like going to the grocery store and you're like, I need three pounds of ground beef. Hanging weight is a different thing. It is. It's yeah. all the stuff on the cow that you don't eat, like the entrails and the hooves. And the bones. The whole thing. Yeah. So let's talk about like calculating the prices based on hanging weight and like extra fees. We choose to pack our beef ourselves. It saves us about 50 cents a pound and then we get to package it the way that we like it in the quantities that we like. Um, If you just talk to your butcher about that, he'd probably be happy to do that. And what that means is it comes in giant bags. Giant, giant plastic, plastic bags, bags. Like banana boxes full of ground of beef. Ground beef. And random steaks. Steaks. Everything's just random. Yeah. And it's a lot of work for the butcher to pack this stuff. It is. And if you've got, you know, some time, especially if you get it in the fall and you can just keep it out in your garage or your foyer or something while you're going through it for, for a, a day for or a two. For a day or two, yeah. You can get through that and save a lot of money and know exactly what you have to work with and get it packed the way you want you know you make your meatballs you make your hamburgers if you want them to make meatballs and hamburgers it it costs a lot extra okay um hanging weight basically you're gonna lose 30 mm-hmm. percent to bones and hooves and things so if you're spending like we did last time 289 per pound hanging weight 
you'll probably spend an extra 50 bucks per pound on a processing fee. 50 cents. Did I say 50 bucks? Yep. Sorry. It's okay. Okay, so that's 3.39 per pound. Mm-hmm. So if your whole beef is 460 pounds, mm-hmm. it's going to cost you 11.59. Sorry, that's side of beef. Yes. Okay. If you add the kill fee, which is $150. Yeah, it's like a kill and chill at least here, or like anyway. sometimes like they they charge you for killing the animal and for hanging it and letting they it. should. That's a terrible job. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. Look that poor cow in the <laughs> eyes and then Stop. stab it in the skull. Stop. Well, but if you've ever killed like 100 chickens, every I'd rather just time. Oh my I'd God. rather just kill one beef. I would definitely rather kill as the as the executioner, <laughs> I mean, mommy does the gutting, do daddy the does the killing. The kids do the plucking and the everything else. Plucking is the easy job. That's why we give it to You don't have to kill it, so you don't have to gut it. The total fee for a side of beef would be roughly 1300 bucks. Yeah. If you take out the loss amount of about 30%, you're going to end up with 322 pounds of meat, mm-hmm. like usable meat. You should always ask for the soup bones, by the way. Yeah. But they're not going to charge you for them. Yeah. So that's going to work out to just over $4 a pound for meat. If you're just used to paying, you know, $2.99 a pound for regular ground beef. Yeah, but that doesn't exist anymore anywhere. Also, that doesn't exist anymore. But also, finished cuts, like, you're getting filet mignons and, like, beautiful roasts. You're getting, yeah, you're getting that whole half a cow. Yeah. And also, you need to compare this with organic grass-fed beef. Which most small beef ranchers... They are. They are. They don't... They know it, but they don't think about it. They don't market it like because that. Because it's an efficient way of growing beef. Yeah. If my grandfather was a beef rancher. Yeah. He was a crappy beef rancher. What if my grandpa's was too until he had to pay for an expensive wedding? Yeah. And then he... <laughs> yeah. And but yeah... But they don't think of it that way. And so chances are your beef is out on grass because that's the cheapest thing for them to do. And it's the best thing for the beef. And if you're going to buy it in the fall, if you look outside and your grass is dead, they might get finished on grain or on hay. Yeah. And that's not the worst thing in the world. There's places here that finish them on potatoes. It's totally fine. If there's no grass growing outside, I wouldn't expect grass-fed beef if you're looking for local beef. Like, just use your brain for a minute. Hay and grain? That's fine. Are grass. Yeah. Just FYI. So, if you're going to pay an average of 45 bucks per pound for, like, filet mignon, you're saving, like, 19 bucks a pound minimum from grocery store even if you don't include the fact that it's local and it's grass-fed but if you break it down and you're like buying like piece by piece from a local rancher you're probably going to pay more than the grocery store also buying a quarter of a beef is not going to get you the best deal a quarter of a cow is kind of more expensive than buying from the grocery store or from buying like in bulk yeah just buy a half, buy a whole, or just buy a bad piece. Uh, if you can't afford a half a cow or you don't think you're going to eat that much meat in one year, 
I mean, number one, I'm not really sure what your life looks like. You should just eat more meat. But number two, just split it with a family and coordinate it yourself, right? Sell the ground and keep the good stuff or something. Um, where you live obviously determines how much your beef will cost. So if you live around a lot of beef, it's going to be cheaper. Also, it depends on who you buy it from. Like within 25 miles of us, there are many different options for local beef if you mm -hmm. just ask around and the prices vary quite a bit. Yep. Okay, another point. You can't guarantee like your fat percentage on your ground beef if you're buying in bulk. No, it depends on the season and the cow and it, yeah. so many factors. It depends on what you're asking for. I ask for a lot of cuts that people would normally get as like kind of subpar steaks or like not so great roasts. I ask for those as ground. And so a lot of our ground beef ends up like really lean. But it depends on what you're asking for and it depends on the cow. And if you have too much fat in your ground beef, yeah, we cook it and we cook it down really well. We we try and, then and we get skim our... off the fat, yeah, and then we use that as tallow, yeah, and then we use it in some Everything. recipes, lighting fires. Yeah, it's handy for all sorts it's of stuff. It's great. Yeah. So it, the fat is not a bad thing. It's it can not be a used bad in thing. different ways. And we we try to it, when we get uh, the beef in the fall. Once our wood stove's going, we try to cook a lot of that ground beef like right away because it's super handy to have in the freezer in like two pound bags. And we cook it in a little bit of water, the tallow goes to the top, it doesn't cost us anything to cook. Super easy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want to know what I ask for? This is the question. What do you ask for? when the butcher says okay how do you want it and they're really not helpful no and they're super busy yeah and they say but, what do you want but you've worked on this this is important and i've worked with multiple butchers in multiple yeah. situations and this is how i get what i want so these are the things that i ask for if you have a pencil grab your pencil <laughs> okay chuck all ground this is what i say it's not worth it to me. Chuck all ground. Ribs, I say short ribs and ribeye steaks, one inch thick. For the short line, short loin, mm -hmm. I say filet mignon steaks and New York strips, one inch thick. For the sirloin, I want that in steaks, one inch thick. The round, I want a rump roast, London broil steaks, one inch thick. The bottom round ground and eye of round steaks one inch thick. I want the brisket as a roast. I want the skirt steak, the flank steak, and I want everything else put into ground beef and I want them to send me the soup bones. And that's the list that I send to the butcher and that's how I get what I want. <laughs> And they will cut it however yeah. you like. And the flank steak we turn into bacon. That's literally what they do as an occupation. That's legit they their custom job, cut meat. But it's not always their job to hold your hand through it. And oh, so they no, they don't. You really Everybody has their know. the point of their job where they're just like, I, I don't, I, I don't, don't do, do the that. Social media, I don't yeah. hold your hand. Just A tell me what you want. Butcher will not tell you how meat should be cut, <laughs> which seems weird, but it's the truth. Yeah. So you have to know how to cut your meat. 
You so there absolutely you have do. it. That's how you order a whole beef or a half a beef, and you don't ask for half a cow unless you want them to magically put that P-I-T-A charge on the bottom of your bill. That's a thing? Yes. Well, it wasn't home building. I'm assuming it isn't butchery. It shouldn't well. be a thing. It, it is in a lot of occupations. It probably isn't the service industry. Anyways, if you found this helpful, <laughs> could you please share it with a friend or give us a review, a five-star review, make it funny, and we'll put it on our next episode. We know that a lot of podcasts are aggressive yeah. in their points, and it's not, it's not that we don't know how to be... It's not our style. We believe in a world living in a world mm -hmm. where everybody chooses to be nice yeah the world sucks and animals and bugs and everything tries to <laughs> eat you all the time <laughs> and you got to be strong but honestly just be nice yeah don't be stupid don't be mean don't be cruel it doesn't sell a lot of podcasts it's a choice but we can just be nice but we can be nice we choose don't to be nice better. so do you have a quote for me tonight i do it's from one of my favorite movies. Okay. What about nine million socially conscious and unified citizens <laughs> all just stepping up and doing their part? <laughs> That's De Gamble. Detective. Detective Gamble. Alan Gamble. From? The Other Guys. Which is by. an Al Adam McKay movie. Of course. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Have a nice weekend. <laughs> Bye.